Um, and he's gone. So also destroyed by the Hydra <laughs> was this story. The Hydra came through the window. <gasps> oh, no. Welcome to Dwarf Fortress Roundtable, the podcast for all things Dwarfy. I'm Jonathan. I'm Roland. I'm Tony. And the gang is all together again. It's been a couple months since all three of us have been here at the same time. So welcome back, guys. Hey, hey. So we've got lots of stuff coming up uh, in today's episode. First, I would like to thank Jack once again for stopping by last time. That was a great interview and I really enjoyed having him. And if anyone would like to be on an episode... uh, let us know at the uh, website dfroundtable.com or send us an email at urist at dfroundtable.com that's u-r-i-s-t at dfroundtable.com because we want to do more of that if you're interested in coming on let us know good fun yeah so guys uh, sounds like all of us have been doing summer holidays recently I am myself on vacation right now it is a new 2020-style vacation. It involves a canceled trip to the beach. Probably uh, probably for the best. Typically, right now, I would be sitting on a beach with a margarita in my hand and my toes in the sand. So, Roland, uh, so you're just coming off holiday as well, right? I am. Um, tomorrow will be my first day of school again. And so far, I've been doing nothing, and I love it. Sounds pretty cool. That is an excellent thing to do. That's my plan for this uh, this vacation myself. But being a stay-at-home vacation, you never really are able to do the nothing that you want to do because, uh, let's face it, you're at home and you got things that you need to take care of around the house, right? Yeah, yeah, I, I feel that. And uh, especially in the last week, the temperatures have gone up and up. And uh, right now we have about uh, 36 degrees outside and, let me see, uh, 31.3 degrees inside. Um, So, yes, I am very sweaty. (laughs) That is pretty um, toasty. Yeah, for you you Americans out there... uh, I I clock it, what did you say, Roland, about 37 is what you said. So, yeah. I clock that at uh, around a hundred in American freedom units. Yeah, around that. Yeah. So I've got a, a quick little story to tell you about uh, about my most recent fortress that that just fell into ruin last night, and it happened so quickly that I almost didn't even see it happen. I had this fortress already started for fortress mode that I decided last night that I was going to continue to play through. So I'm playing through it just fine, and I'm, I am indeed following the, the Dwarf Fortress wiki, and I'm doing the things that it says. And what I didn't notice, and I don't know why I wasn't notified a little bit quicker, but two of my dwarves were dead from a Hydra attack before I realized that anything was happening. And I looked down and seeing that someone can't take something to the stockpile because of the Hydra. I'm like, uh, what? So, uh, so this Hydra had looked like it had set up a nest by a lake that was in the middle of my embark map. And I looked up and, and found that Hydra and she had killed two dwarves already. So 
at this point, I think that my fortress is probably lost, so I stopped uh, really caring that much about it. So what I did was I wanted to see if the five remaining dwarves, using what weapons they had at hand, which was a couple of picks and a couple of axes and one of them's fists, if they could kill the Hydra. And the answer is no. No, they can't. They were all killed, and my fortress, I got the message saying that my fortress had crumbled to ruins. I thought you were about ready to drop a Krug Smash story on us, you know, where he's got a team of four unskilled, untrained dwarves with cooking spoons and omelets, and they pummel to death Titan. And he's like, whew, well done, dwarves. I, yeah. I, I was all expecting the, you know, the, the, you know, the solid play there. So, yeah, no, no, not really. Uh, so I, I looked down at the, at the, at the combat log and the last thing that happened before it turned, before it stopped my fortress was that the Hydra had bitten the head of one of the dwarves and that part went flying off. So <laughs> it was decapitated <laughs> yeah, by the Hydra. Yeah, I mean, when they lose those heads, poof, it's nothing good comes from that. You can lose a few body parts, but the head is seems to be one that you can't do without. Yeah, they've done. They do well missing limbs or when their left back teeth is shattered or whatever. You cannot search the ba- the the head back on. No, no, no amount of splints or crutches is going to solve that. So I did not film that. I did not. I did not capture that on video. So um, I'm just as happy that I didn't, but... Yeah, I think it's a good idea to sort of, you know, maybe our struggles can, you know, not not be public in that kind of way. Look, we're all very good at this, you see. Yeah, master players, completely um, failure-free in our gameplay, yes. Very, very uh, skilled and disciplined team of Mm -hmm. experts. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, one thing I did note, though, was that I, I had used the default play now embark and didn't customize my my seven dwarves at all. Okay. And I'm beginning to think that that is a good way to go because my, my fortress seemed a bit more balanced than it usually, usually did whenever I meddle with things myself. And... And so, you know, your default embark, I think, comes with one axe and two, maybe two axes and two picks. And then you don't have the ability to add all seven of your people as miners like I like to do because I want them to dig fast. Go faster. Dwarves, go faster. I've been using the, you know, some of the ones in the Lazy Noob pack. Shout out to Klonodev because one of, one of his is in there. Yeah, I use a lot of those, um, and then I might modify a few things, but then I always forget to save them, so I do the same thing every time, but I always make sure that I've got chickens. I always love check having chickens. I think they they bring it they bring it through to me, but um, there's a few of those like quick starters that are amazing um, that basically, I feel like, give you everything you need to get started so you're not waiting five hours for your miners to do what they need to do or whatever, so I don't know. I'm... I'm very um, impatient and uh, and like to try to skill them up when I can in certain ways. So, Roland, how do you embark usually? I usually just use a, a quick start uh, from the lazy new pack. Um, something miners, something egg layers. Um, 
but uh, just randomly starting is a lot of fun sometimes. You know, you you, you get like jewelers and uh, stupid stuff that you don't need at the start, <laughs> and you're a bit like, oh no, what what, what? I have no carpenters. Oh god, um, it 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 is fun. It can be fun. But usually I have my own made-up thing where uh, I go basic. I have a carpenter, two miners, stuff like that. One mercenary um, that has little to no job and is just a dude hanging around in armor. But I also get some chickens, even though um, the thing that I normally take has ducks and not chickens, but it's the same thing, honestly. It just yeah. like ducks more. Fair enough. I, you know what I, you know what I have little patience for is the turkeys. They're they're in there. People, they're they're in there. They're in a lot of those default embarks. But why turkeys? Turkeys are just um, they're awful. I, yeah, I mean the the real bird is quite terrifying, but the the uh, dwarf fortress bird lays a lot of eggs. Uh, more than um, any okay. other egg layer that you can get at the start, but uh, well, I get it. took what I read to mean that they had the biggest eggs, but maybe it's just uh, the fact that they okay. had more egg that they lay more eggs. But yeah, it was egg production was the reason why I always thought that they added chickens. Thank you. That helps me. I had no idea until this very date. So maybe perhaps I've been uh, doing doing that, going about this all wrong. But I really. Um, I, I don't know. I've I've lived around turkeys before, and I and I loathe them. So I'm almost willing to accept the challenge of fewer eggs to not have to have turkeys. Just yeah. you know, I'm uh-huh. I, I'm I'm that. Um, but peacocks. What about peacocks? Do we do we think they're worth anything? Do they lay eggs? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I would assume so. They're birds, right? They do. They do. Uh, they are in there, and uh, you have. Peahens? Peahens, there we are. Peafowl, perfect. Uh, Something else that is not cool bluish bird, but like black and has white spots on it. Guineas? Yeah, yeah. Uh, However you pronounce that, I'm just going to not say the word at all. Um, It's like the, the, the English monetary unit, a guinea. Oh, right. That's you. Now you're going old school. They are in there, but I prefer the. Is it peafowls? P p p. Yeah, peafowl. Yeah, because in my mind's eye, I always see my fortress, and then having a bunch of peacocks just running around and going like, uh, is is pretty nice. Pretty nice. Until I started playing Dwarf Fortress, I never realized that peafowl was the gender-neutral name for the for the species. I always thought it was just male peacocks and female peacocks, but now I realize that that doesn't make sense. You know what I learned similarly is that a KV boar is basically just a guinea pig. Didn't know that. That took me a long, long time to find that out. Um, I, I always I wondered what those things were and why they liked them, and now I'm like, oh, yeah, okay, I get it. Yeah, I thought those are actual boars. No, like me too. <laughs> pigs, you know, pig-sized creatures. Um, and I always wondered why they gave little to no returns. Oh, yeah, it's just, uh, it's, it's a guinea pig. There's not really that much meat on them. I was thinking KV like is in caveman or something. I don't know. I was thinking that they live in caves. I don't know. 
I always use the short A whenever it was pronounced in my head. I don't think I've ever heard anybody say the word out loud. I always thought it was cavy. No. It's cavy? You know, I, th- I think people tend not to say it because um, they like having friends. And, uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. The most important thing about fortress keeping is Adam smashing your unruly dwarves. Keep smiling, Ulrich! Uh, I would say one thing that I'm having a good fun with is I made an older world, so I let it run to the, you know, 1500 years or whatever, 1050 years. And um, almost everything is dead except for maybe a couple of little dwarven communities, but it's primarily just necromancer experiments Um, and necromancers. So the cool thing with that is, I mean, I'm playing as like, you know, Bubba's hand, or I don't know what it is, but like, you know, it's Bubba's hand and is some sort of necromancer species or necromancer experiment thing. And it's really cool because um, when you do that, it lets you run in um, adventure mode and you don't seem to have to eat or drink. So that's kind of a cool thing. Uh, I don't know if that's intended or unintended, or maybe I just die too soon, but I'm not seeming to have to spend the time you know, looking for food or whatever, they seem to just kind of sort it out and not, not be too fussed about eating, which, honestly, that's cool. Have you guys found that? We really need to get together for uh, having some live stream of uh, of Adventure Mode with the three of us together, because because I have been trying to record a Adventure Mode tutorial playthrough, meaning uh, it's not a tutorial itself, it is a live play of me or a, a let's play of me trying to play the Dwarf Fortress wiki tutorial on adventure mode. Man, I find it very challenging. I am having so much trouble getting anything to happen right. And let's it's do it. like the whole thing is, is just me trying to figure out how to make anything happen. I've can, I'm in this building. I see there's another dwarf there. I shout at him and I have this conversation that seems a bit disjointed, which I, you know, I'm, I'm fine with the disjointed conversation. I compliment him. He, you know, rebuffs my compliments. I walk outside the door. My dog follows me outside. Sometimes, sometimes he doesn't. Sometimes I have to go back in and get him. Uh, but just don't. Yeah. So I, I just am having trouble making anything happen. Um, I, I like that idea. Why don't we do a, uh what do you call that thing where we all join together and have a good time? Let's do that. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm in positive vibes. Yes, confirming. <laughs> How about, um, I don't know, uh, what are you guys doing next Sunday? Hard to say, but, uh, but maybe that. Cool. I love the idea. I think it's cool. Um, yeah, cause so we could pull it up. You could start the stream. Yeah, so you could start the stream, and then Roland and I, we could just sort of be, like, watching what's going on and, and advising and talking through. Like, you could be the hands, literally. That sounds like a great idea. The, the evil, the the red, the the devil, or the angel on the side of your shoulders. Yes, kill him. Kick the statue over. No, save the village. Save the village. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I do like the idea. Yes, I'm. I'm very much in. Well, um, four in the morning. <laughs> four in the morning. European Standard Time <laughs> on a Sunday. 
just before your first class starts. That's when oh. we're gonna do it. Uh, um, yeah, no, let's let's figure that out. That sounds super fun. Uh, okay, cool. So it's, I will put that on the calendar. Yeah, look out, world, we're coming. I have only played about one in-game year of Dwarf Fortress, but this game is regarded as one of my favorites already. Roland, uh, you said that you haven't played a whole lot of Dwarf Fortress over the the holidays. Were you successful in getting your friend to play? I wouldn't say yes, but <laughs> I, I mean, she did some playtime, yeah. Um, Are you guys still friends? I don't think so. No. Okay, well, then mission accomplished, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> yeah, but um, uh, it's still installed on her PC, so I don't consider it a complete loss. Did you tell her all about uh, Cavibors? Oh, oh, let me tell you, I may have gone into a complete rant about fortress layouts and optimizing of uh, dwarven steps and pathfinding, which is probably the reason why she stopped playing in the first place. Um, but uh, she did have a bit of fun uh, doing the adventure mode, even though so she had no idea what she was doing. Well, that's um, everyone. Uh, yeah. Most mostly, that's the experience that you're going for there. Quite obviously, with me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I had to like translate the stuff that is going on on the screen for her, uh, even though I did use a tile set. Um, that G is a goose, and that G is a goblin. What's the tile set you guys use for adventure mode? Because you can get real squirrely real fast. I turned it off. Tile sets? Um, I went. I went ASCII. Holy. Ooh. Okay, that's... No. Jeez, what are you? That's hard. Man, that's... What? Brutal. That is... Um, that I is used tough business. Bettlinger, because I wanted a bit of uh, dark, medieval-style fantasy stuff going on. And... Did it work? Oh, yeah. In adventure mode? Work. Okay. Um, for example, once she stabbed at somebody and punctured his ribcage and his lung. And I, I told her that uh, she, she wasn't really, you know, into this whole reading about things. And so I was like, oh, damn, you punctured his lung. And she was like, oh, no. <laughs> so that was a really fun bit. I've had um, only real luck getting, I mean, I've had mixed luck with getting people to join me. Uh, when I When I say, let's go out and like, pillage and plunder and have great adventures but i can get lots of people to join me if i'm like hey let's go be entertainers um <laughs> so my new trick is that i go out and i pretend that we're going to have an amazing experience entertaining the world and then i use them to do mayhem and and, and it's come join my boy band yeah exactly i'm i'm out here forming the latest depop group um but uh or maybe it's E-pop. I'm not sure which species would be big into pop music in this game. Would it be the elves or the dwarves? But uh, but anyway, that's that's the premise that I go on, and, and everyone seems to to join me. Um, and then I don't get a lot of complaints when you know we start getting the fights or you know whatever happens. I think the dwarves will be doing gangster rap. Gangster rap, sure. <laughs> sure. No, no, God, sure they would. 
I would assume they do metal, but <laughs> yes. yeah, like the Scandinavian death metal. Yeah, I yeah, guess I could see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. I, uh, unironically like that, but um, no, anyway. it's good. It's kind of place. I mean, I always feel like every time I've gone to Iceland, like a lot of people's names seem like the dwarves in my fort. So I, I guess that makes sense. <laughs> hmm. Quick time warp back to five minutes ago. You guys seemed really surprised whenever I said that I was going with the ASCII on, on Fortress mode. Or sorry, on yeah. Adventure mode. But the reason for that is I have had trouble getting text to render correctly whenever I'm yep. using yep. tile sets. And I went with the ASCII in order to be able to see the text in the way that he had he had uh, uh, you know designed it, thinking that maybe that was part of the reason why it had so much trouble with adventure mode. And it, it turns out that that might not be the case, but I really, when I'm playing the roguelike experience, I'm absolutely fine with the straight ASCII because that's kind of what I'm used to with NetHack and, and yeah. things of that nature. Well, that, that makes sense. Um, I just find that it, it just take it for me. It just like, it just makes things take longer because I have to think about, I have to do that mental translation and I already find adventure mode kind of um, like kind of tricky in some ways. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm a wimp, I guess I, I try to go for tile sets, but I'm trying to find the tile sets that work best introducing the least like latency problems or whatever that, that don't get sluggish or, you know, the text rendering problems or whatever. So TWBT I think doesn't work very well. Yeah, and it's hard to find a tile set that doesn't complain whenever you have TWBT turned off. Mm-hmm. But yep. so uh, between now and next uh, in our meeting that we play the uh, the adventure mode, let's uh, let's try starting up a couple games of adventure mode just for the idea of trying to find the best tile set for it. And maybe it's one yep. of the ASCII light ones. You know, so there's some out there that, sure. that retain some some ASCII aspects to it but clean things up a little bit. So, yeah. And if, if we don't find anything that's better, we'll just go with that linger and, and suffer through the, through the, the bad text. Yeah. Phoebus seemed to be uh, doing well for me. Cause I can, I, you know, I can make sense of Phoebus. Um, I like Phoebus. Phoebus is my yeah. overall favorite. I think. Yeah. What's the most important thing about fortress keeping? You've got to keep the wear llamas outside of the fortress. So, first, I would like to to talk a, just a quick quick mention about the August first mission status. I'm going to give a dramatic reading of three toes, or or actually, one of you guys could give a dramatic reading if you would so choose. I seem to be the one who takes the 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 stage on the dramatic readings. So, would one of you like to do a dramatic reading of three toes mission status for August? I would hate to interrupt an existing tradition with my own to satisfy my own ego. So, yeah, wonderful no. voice and no accent. So um, go ahead. <laughs> but I Are would you like it done a- in a. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I'm, I screwed that? this up. I've screwed you would like this to do up. that in a what? <laughs> nope. 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 I'd like. Nope, nope, nope. Sorry. I will I'm do my shush. best to sound like uh, Agnetha Folkstad from ABBA while I'm doing this. Oh my goodness, that's unexpected, but I love it. Are you an animal? 
If so, if you're in Dwarf Fortress, you are done. With all the beastly sprites completed, the first UI screens, long teased, will be distributed to the internet. Odds are, the internet will break. You are the reason for this magnitude. Imagine a DF without the need to memorize confusing key combinations and atavistic menu screens. Dwarf Fortress and its intricacies can finally be judged on their own merits, no longer seen only through the prism of terrible interfaces. You have carried our standard this far through pain and strife. Just a little longer and everything will find its resting place in the vault of heaven. Congratulations to the generous. Rito. Goodness. It sounds quite epic. It, like like an epic tale from an epic author about epic things. But actually, it's just an update about <laughs> video game. Thrito has such a wondrous way of of making what, you know, you could say, yeah, oh, we're done with the pictures and now we're working on the controls. <laughs> well, you could. He, he has such a way of making everything sound like the, the, the prologue to an epic novel. <laughs> it's great. It's I amusing. It. Yeah, it is very amusing. Okay, so yeah, so that uh, that said, uh, it sounds like they are moving away from uh, making creatures and more towards doing the user interface. And so, uh, also on August first, they produced, uh, you know, as he does every month, answering questions in Future of the Fortress on the Bay Twelve forums, the Dwarf Fortress forums. And one of the uh, one of the questions was from a a poster named. Hope I pronounce this right. Shonai Dweller. And he was asking, in essence, is the new user interface going to be locked to the graphics set and not be in Classic Dwarf Fortress, or will it be ported over to the Classic Dwarf Fortress as well? And Tony's answer sounded like that there may be a, at least to start with, a difference in the, the that the user interface may not uh, uh, port over to the to the classic version at least not at first, if if I read that uh, correctly. Good stuff. Go Steam first, comma free later. Is that the way I translate that? I think so. Yeah. Yep. They, they they talk. A, Makes sense. What's that? What's that dwarf? <laughs> what's that, Roland? <laughs> Listen here, you. I was just agreeing and uh, saying that uh, yeah, it's it's fine. Like if if it goes to Steam first and then comes out later for free, this is already more than I like you know expect. Um, it's it's completely fine for me if it never came out for free because it's a lot of work, and I could completely understand if people wanted to put it behind some kind of. A payment because it is quite a lot of work, uh, but but still, if it comes out for free in like some years, uh, fine, yeah, cool, I like it. My only thought is that if you if you keep the the free and the and the Steam version separate long term, then he's going to end up working on two separate code bases. Yeah, that's and, the that's the thing that I could see just from a. I mean. Uh, from the software development side of things, like that just feels like a headache and more work for him when he's you know already trying to balance lots of stuff. But hey, man, um, you know, 
got to pay the bills. And, I'm, and so I'm all, I'm going to buy it no matter what. So another thing that, that uh, another question that was answered in the, in the future of the fortress uh, is what someone was wondering if the steam release itself is going to open up quite a bit of modding possibility. Modding. I think we addressed with them before. Um, modding seems like that's something that they're looking to integrate into the steam workshop. At least yeah. that's, that's the way I understood those things. And that I think is where really cool things will start to come. Um, if it, if it starts getting really easy to drop mods in, I, I, I think things could go the way of like, uh, what, what's that other game? that's a lot like Dwarf Fortress, but not, uh, in Rimworld? space, uh, Rimworld. There we go. Yeah, don't you think? I mean, that that could be doggone cool. Any other interesting uh, development tidbits for anybody? Um, no, no, not really. I mean, I could uh, gosh and fangirl over the wonderful sprites and little birds that uh, got uploaded. Um, yeah. For example, I want to just say that we officially now have Kias as a sprite that we can hate in the future. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I love that. Why? Even though the Kia itself looks way too cute to be hated. But, uh. Well, when they start stealing your ladders, you're going to feel different. <laughs> On the sprite front, I really enjoy the, uh, some of the, the procedurally generated sprites that they, that they previewed the fact that, you know, if it has, you know, if the forgotten beast has three tails, then we'll paste three tails on it. And they have, uh, <laughs> they have slots in their, in their graphics images that they can use to, to put, you know, a uh, in number of appendages on creatures. So that's kind of cool. Looking forward to some of the weird things that come out of that. So there is a, what did you say? What is it? A DF init hack that you can do to help get better response in adventure mode on Max. Uh, just in general, the game. Um, let me, okay, let me hit pause for a second and I'm going to, okay. I'm going to get real clear as to where this magic file is and what you do. Awesome. Um, if you are having problems with where have I stored my latest game? Um, so if you're having problems in adventure mode and, uh, or, or in, in general on the Mac and you're finding, you know, things to be kind of sluggish in the UI, like you've got a couple milliseconds of latency when you push down and it doesn't go down and then you end up scrolling. But anyway, you know, it, you'll, if you're having the problem, this you'll say, yes, of course, I totally understand what you're saying. And if you're not having the problem, you'll say, this segment is not relevant to me and I'm going to tune out. Um, so you go into your um, Door Fortress game folder to data and in it, and then you open up init.txt, which if you've ever played with this game before, you're familiar with. And you scroll down to where it says print mode. And oftentimes this will be TWBT. But, uh, you know, if, if, uh, if, if you're having the latency problem, you can change that print mode to frame underscore buffer. And it's in the mode examples. So do that, save the game, reload it. Um, and, and I think life will be greatly improved. Uh, on the Mac, that helped me a lot. 
You said print mode? Yeah, print mode, and then it's frame underscore buffer. But if you if you look through the DF, if you look through the init.txt file, you'll see it in there, and there are examples, so it doesn't feel like you're treading on the surface of Mars or anything like that. It, it's pretty clear. Um, so this is the same print mode that you see when you're looking at uh, the Lazy Noob Pack, that you can select 2D or TWBT. Yeah, but it doesn't like have that. print mode in there, so you've got to go and, you know, you got to go view a little wild um, gotcha. and edit the text file yourself. So if you're if you're comfortable editing text files on a computer and that, you know, the idea of that isn't like, oh my God, then this will solve your problem. And if you're feeling uncomfortable about it, I, I would say this is kind of an easy one to deal with. But anyway, um, that's, that's what you do in that made a huge difference for me. Credit goes out to some random Reddit thread that I found through copious amounts of Google searching years ago. Um, not years ago. I, I think the post was years ago, but solution remains the same. So good luck to everyone on the Mac. Happy New Year. Awesome. And we can't get through this episode without mentioning that last night in the late, late hours before August 8th became August 9th in the United States. It was already August 9th in Berlin. Um, they dropped a new version of DF Hack. So the big thing that I, and I had tried, I found about, about this this morning, about a half hour before our episode actually started recording. So I didn't have a chance to actually drop it in and load it up, which uh, I am sad about. But the big thing that's in it that I am looking forward to is it sounds like they may have fixed Stone Sense. And I didn't really understand what Stone Sense was until this newest release came out and from that point i have wanted to try it with my with my fortresses so that i could see the the beautiful pictures of my landscape outside my entrance to my fortress in a 3d rendering but every time i tried to start dwarf fortress with it turned on it would crash dwarf fortress so it sounds like they may have that fixed so looking forward to that thanks to the df hack development team for doing all that work because it's a big project and it has so many fingers that branch off into all the different areas of modded dwarf fortress and those of us who play almost exclusively with lazy noob pack uh, depend on you for our sanity when setting up games of dwarf fortress so thank you so much Did I cover everything that was in our list? Did we talk about the birthday? No! Yeah, no. didn't we? Uh, I don't think so. We did before recording started, but I don't yeah, think we did yeah. afterward. In the recording, we didn't. How dare we? How dare... Okay. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> well, as it turns out, uh, last month already, so this is uh, not really like new, but comes a bit late, but still, last month, uh, Dwarf Fortress turned 14 years old, which is really amazing, uh, because this game is really old, it is 
almost older than my cousins, and I'm amazed by that. I'm amazed. 14 years ago, I came into school. So that would be the first. Uh, that would be the first release, I guess, of it. So, yeah, awesome. 2006. <laughs> what was I doing in 2006? Let's see. I had uh, uh, recently graduated college. I was working for a telecom company. I think at that point I was provisioning people's DSL. How time flies. I got into school. I was six. Um, so there's not really that much I did. Congratulations on getting into school. Yeah. Almost didn't get into it. I sure as heck wasn't playing uh, DF. That was that was for sure. I, I hadn't I hadn't come onto it onto that scene for for some time. And it sounds like honestly, that's for the best because it sounds a bit uh, pretty pretty fussy that time. I have downloaded and installed uh, Dwarf Fortress version re- that was released at the time, and and yeah, it was it was. Almost unplayable, it seems, compared to today, because so many of the key strokes that work now for navigating, even navigating the cursor on the screen, didn't work at the time. All right, and um, back then, I think Dwarf Fortress was still not, like, in levels, but actually dug from one side to the screen to the other. That is true. That is absolutely true. And uh, the big thing was that I, the most annoying thing I think of it was that shift arrow key did not move you 11 spaces. It just moved you one because the shift had no modifier to your navigation. Lovely. And I didn't realize how much I use shift arrow key for my movement until I didn't have it available anymore. Yeah. But so I have, I have actually installed it on a lot of his games or sorry, a lot of Tony's interviews. He's, he makes a point of saying that all of the versions are still available for you to download. So if you want to see what it was like to play it back then, just download it and try playing it. <laughs> well, guys, uh, anybody, have we got anything else we want to cover for the day? I think we're good. I think, uh, oh, we're also quarter past the hour here. So, um, yeah, good stuff, guys. Okay. Should we call it a wrap? What's and our do a wrap? Wrap, wrap, wrap. It help. You don't. Yeah, stop. no. I'm, I'm over here just agreeing and uh, not not coming through. Apparently, uh, fine. Um, yeah, I don't have anything else to say except for stupid rambling. Um, so yeah. Okay. So now we're going to exit with Roland performing a freeform rap in German. Nice, nice. First of all, I don't. Roland MC. I don't even know German. No, (laughs) you don't even know German. Well, it's it's just they just call it talking in Germany. So they they call it what? (laughs) Conversing. (laughs) People just they don't call it German in in Germany. They just call it speaking. (sighs) All right. I don't know. I I have plenty of people around here to speak English. Listen, I'm I'm cutting it now. I'm calling it officially R.I.P. Show's over. Let's <laughs> we're done. All right, we'll see y'all next time. All right, yeah, thanks guys. Bye-bye. Have a good one. Peace. Later, guys. See you. See you guys next week. Bye. This has been Dwarf Fortress Roundtable, the podcast for all things dwarfy. You can find all our past episodes at dfroundtable.com. 
please stop by and leave a comment or suggestion in the comments section for this episode. While you're there, you can subscribe to Dwarf Fortress Roundtable or find us in the podcast service of your choice. Music for this episode is from filmmusic.io. Sky Q. Ellen and Folk Round are both by Kevin McLeod. You can find more music from Kevin McLeod at incompetech.com. Please consider donating to the creators of Dwarf Fortress at bay12games.com. If you'd like to help support Dwarf Fortress Roundtable, you can find us on Patreon. Links to all of these are in the show notes. <laughs>